Welcome to Worship in Waves, where the head of the country is considered evil by many. Every word he says incites thousands of people, maybe even more, and all hell is breaking loose on the streets. Now, can you guess what country I'm talking about, guys? I can only guess two. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, either, it's either our country or... Uh, one other country. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds similar. The one that can't be mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm with E. King and Rory. Hey! And today we're going to talk about racism in general, police brutality, the protests, the riots, and all the looting, and what we Christians should do about it. So, um, first, really quick, do you think racism is real? Um, let me go ahead and say yeah, racism sure. is real because, uh, people are experiencing racism all over the world. Uh, especially now during these corona times, I, I was able to hear about uh, some cases where a few Asian families were attacked in the U.S. because of their ethnicity, because they were Asian. And some person, I think, feared that they were bringing the coronavirus or something. So for me, uh, racism is a real and horrible thing that's present in our world. On racism, actually, I've experienced racism before. Like when I was younger and when I was in uh, the US, I've been bullied before for being, you know, Asian and short and whatever other characteristics that we possess. And I've been seeing that the same thing, like my brother said, uh, in the Philippines even, uh, you know, some Chinese people are being treated differently. It's the same thing in families, like you said, are being attacked in America for being uh, Asian, you know, just because many people are afraid. And this is what the, the coronavirus and all these things that are happening right now can instill within us, fear. And that's what really breaks out this whole racism thing. And especially right now for the African-Americans, right? They're claiming that they're being they're being oppressed and this was something in the making and something in you know uh this was something that was coming and then it was just a matter of time till you know racism became something of a topic in media so yeah i do believe that racism exists it's a problem not just uh in the u.s but all over the globe right uh, even we as filipinos we experience it even here even when we when we go to other countries we, we experience it our uh, friends who are overseas Filipino workers they tell stories of their experiences with racism Asians were generally a little bit racist to each other to even to, to other Asians but it's kind of different if the racism is coming from people with power people in authority i have like a few theories why that is like if you get to wonder why would people really uh feel they are superior to other races where does that thing come from now i want to show you some clips of recent displays of racism uh, that has been that 
has been circling around in the internet in the past couple of weeks. They've been living in Louisiana, so how would I have a... You don't know my name, so how can you tell me I have over one in Louisiana? Sir. Sir, stop. Claire, stop. Hello. What it, what, I'm, I'm confused. He don't even live in Louisiana. No, 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 no. You don't, how can you tell me I have something you don't know my name? You just put them in front of my house and then... Nah, I don't trust. Cause you shaking like you scared or something. Okay. I don't trust you. Shaking like you He don't live in Louisiana. I don't, I don't even live in Louisiana. How the hell would I have a warrant in Louisiana? Quentin, you already said your name was that. My name is not Quentin. So, uh, we just said racism isn't only exclusive to black people in America. It also happens to Latinos and Asians in America, and it even happens to Filipinos, like us, everywhere we go. There's also a different kind of racism, like um, not the negative kind of racism, but have you noticed that when for for when Westerners come to the Philippines, they get treated much better than the than how regular Filipinos treat each other. You, you notice that? Actually, I did notice that. I have an example actually. I remember when my mother, uh, my aunt, two aunts, Auntie and Linda, they were going to. Um, a hotel in Manila. And when they went to this hotel, they reserved a particular room. Now, a certain person reserved a room, a foreigner. And the hotel staff, I think it was the manager, uh, said that he requested that they give up the room for the foreigner. Now, my aunt was very upset. And she was saying, why should I give up my room for this foreigner? My, I also have dollars. I live in, uh, I live in Tacoma. I live in the U.S. Uh, my dollars are just as good as his. In the end, she was forced to give up the room because the manager had to prioritize the foreigner who was in their hotel. I don't know why he prioritized it, but in a form, in some way, I think he was getting treated better because he was foreigner. And we're Filipinos living in on our own country. And we're being treated second class. So yeah, I can see that happening here. To pick up where Rory or uh, Rory left off, I think it's because uh, the Filipino people have been enslaved for so long. Uh, that's my theory, okay? So we've been enslaved by the Spanish for how long, Rory? How long is it? Like like four hundred years or so, or something like that. And we have it has been ingrained in our psyche that we are always second class citizens, even in our own country. So I guess. As strange as it sounds, our society hasn't bro broke hasn't broken free from that uh, from that what is it passed down or inherited mindset that just makes us less than what we should really be. And in a way, like for me and Rory, I don't, I don't think it's been passed down to both of us because we lived most of our early childhood abroad. And we we never felt second class, like like even I got bullied when when I went to school in the U.S. But I never felt that I should apologize for being Asian or for being Filipino. And when we came back here to the Philippines, I don't know about Rory, but I was really shocked that there's a certain special level of hospitality reserved for foreigners, especially Americans or Europeans, that isn't given to local Filipinos and it, it's kind of disheartening.
Yeah, that's true. People are so racist that uh, they even made this guy white. Even though <laughs> we all know he probably wasn't right. <laughs> he definitely wasn't European, and he, he definitely did not have blue eyes or blonde hair. <laughs> he was like really handsome in that picture. <laughs> 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 yeah, model on that picture. Have you ever thought like why people are so racist? I have a little theory though. I've read. Uh, this online and I kind of went with it. I kind of did some research and it's plausible that this might be one of the things that's fueling idea of racism. Now, you're familiar with Darwinism, right? Or the theory of evolution. You've heard of that, I'm sure. Yeah, I think high school. We were introduced to it in high school. Yeah, yeah a good old Darwinism. You know, the theory of evolution, that the species... Yeah. The basic tenets of evolution, like by natural selection, as defined by Darwin, are things like um, more individuals are produced than what will survive uh, every generation. So, and because of the environment, because of the changes in the environment, our bodies supposedly adapt, and those who adapt better than others will survive. And they will overtake, replace the weaker species. Now, some of the things he also writes in his books, I uh, dug up a little bit of research, and like Darwin also believed that certain races were better than uh, than others. Something else that Darwinism might have like inspired, like sexism, because he also has strong opinions when it comes to gender. Like in his books, he even stated that men and women would never be the same. He said men have larger brains, so he would therefore be more courageous, pugnacious, and energetic than women with a more uh, inventive genius. Like, if you just read that, I, it's kind of funny that uh, the modern worldview sees it as like uh, their default way of looking at uh, how the world was created. But then they hate the things that actually, like, they hate racism, they hate sexism, but both of those things probably came and were inspired, were inspired by that. Like, in Darwin's book, The Descent of Man, he describes Africans, Indians, South Americans, Polynesians, and Eskimos as savages. And he states that the highest races and lowest races differ in moral disposition and, and intellect so um the better whiter races will always be smarter and have better morals than the savages and he even supports that um the white europeans should exterminate and replace the savages it's in his writings and now yeah like i said it's funny how the world wants to believe in or tries to push Darwinism and the theory of evolution like this is how it happened. But then, some of the things, some of the fruits of this kind of thinking are some of the biggest things that is plaguing the modern world right now. So what do you think about that? I think, um, especially with, with Darwinism, we know it's a really, 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 really old uh, way of thinking. So I think we just, just leave the past in the past because Darwin Darwin's theory applied to his time where 
uh, people thought differently and people looked at things differently. But uh, you can't apply what was thought into the past or thought about in the past in the modern time now because everything is different. We're no longer uh, comparing races because of uh, intelligence and stuff. Because like with the advent of the internet and with the advent of uh, unified education, like, you know, like there's different uh, educational levels. Like we have high school, college, elementary, kindergarten, preschool. So uh, quote unquote intelligence or being quote unquote superior is no longer a racial thing. For me, it's, it's more of a, um, a privilege thing. Like if your parents were able to provide a certain level of education for you, and if you yourself were able to absorb it properly, then it's not about you and your race, but it's about you and the opportunities that you had and that you took or you took for granted. On that point on uh, how people are thinking, I actually think that's a good point my brother raises. Um, the way people thought back then and the way people think now. But I don't think it's entirely uh, the case for some other people because there's still some people out there that believe, you know, in racism and people that still, you know, judge you by your color. I can remember an example from my college teacher. He was an English teacher, uh, my English 2B teacher, and he spent some time in America. I think he spent about a year or so uh, teaching children there, uh, you know, English. And they were actually surprised that you know a filipino was te teaching english to americans and some of them were you know very apprehensive about that whole idea like this brown skinned person teaching us white americans and we should be you know we should know more than this guy and they actually even asked him a question uh, is it true that filipinos still live in trees and my teacher replied did you get that idea that Filipinos live in trees? And he said, you know, you guys are like monkeys, right? You live in trees, you live in the higher parts of the branches and stuff like that. And it kind of shocked me when he told that story to me, that, you know, racism is still, even till now, the ideas that people had back then are still present. Not like, you know, as probably not as bad as it was before, like my brother mentioned, but I think it's still present enough to be something that you know other people could be offended by and it's, it's kind of scary mindset that we have to watch out for i want to show you a video clip here or something
So yeah, the, that video was really, really dramatic, and when I saw it the first time, uh, it it kind of shook me. But the thing is, racism is like everywhere, and racism isn't just limited to like I know this is gonna be really hard to say, but it's not just with black people. And right now, the, all the attention is just with the blacks because something really bad happened but it's it's not just them and it's not just in America it's everywhere and yeah it's a problem but this kind of problem this I don't think you can solve it by like posting black profile pictures or listen to rap music on Spotify or or rioting or looting or being violent with the police or just expressing yourself so wildly like that or not even making videos like that because videos like that will probably just antagonize all the parties involved help the cause there are some people protesting peacefully there are some people protesting violently like those are just solutions short-term solutions that may work now but it won't really solve the bigger problem because if that would work, like Martin Luther King Jr. would have like ended racism already back in his day. But it's still, it's still ongoing. It's still a, a big ongoing problem right now, and it's not really about racism. Pretty sure that the big problem is us, like us, because we are imperfect beings. We are inclined to sin because after the fall, man. Has always been inclined to sin no matter what we do and as long as we are imperfect humans uh, we will continue to do evil all sorts of evil racism sexism even just hatred hate crimes against other people just all kinds of sin and evil now what we need is the changing of hearts and minds through Jesus Christ that's why we need to submit ourselves to our almighty sovereign God and profess that we are depraved sinners and that without the grace of God, we, we are nothing. And without knowing Him fully, without knowing the gospel, without accepting Jesus Christ and changing or letting God and the Holy Spirit change us from within, this is never going to go away. We are going to protest. People are going to protest. People are going to fight. And they may create solutions now, short-term solutions that would probably work. But this problem is going to happen again. This is going to come back. And all kinds of evil will come back for as long as people still do not or still deny that we all need Jesus Christ and God's grace in our lives. So I know this is a slow burn solution, but... I believe it's the only lasting solution that we need to suppress evil. The more people who truly know Jesus Christ, the less evil there will be. And I believe that it's the only lasting solution to this kind of problem. And this problem, they're probably going to get over it. They're probably, uh, the whole world will be better after this, after we find solutions. But then this kind of evil will be back. Uh, rioting, looting, hugging it out, singing Kumbaya. Will, will magically eliminate racism that, that kind of thinking is probably not going to happen like for a christian only christ can defeat sin and evil and 
uh, that's how we should how people will be able to solve a problem as big as this as prevalent as this like what do you guys think about it? and i do believe that you know our faith our belief i think that god and the holy spirit can change a person but i've also experienced you know in churches you can't eradicate race racism completely actually know of an example i didn't really want to mention names or anything but uh there are churches out there that you know are sometimes not like mixed culturally there's some that are like there are different churches i know that are completely korean in the states or completely chinese or some for dutch or for the german and in those type of uh in, in those type of places in those type of like racially focused places where there's just one race or it's, it's catering to a majority there can be racism and i know there there is sometimes racism in that type of uh, uh environments even and these people are proclaimed to be christians these are protestants these are people that believe in the bible these are people that read these are people that pray for the holy spirit to lay upon them and to give them strength to overcome the problem these are the same christians that we see preach at church and yet even something like that could be reprooted i believe that what you said with josh is correct you know it there can be a change there can be a movement of the heart there can be a movement of the mind the lord has the power to give us that mindset about how we uh, view other races but it's i find it alarming that even though that should be the thing and i, I do believe that's a way for us to overcome racism in spite of that there's still christians out there that still have that negative mindset have that racist mindset despite proclaiming that they're christian despite proclaiming their faith despite that the, they're with the lord that they're trying to uh give the good news spread the good news but then it when they're when it's something that's so focused with like one particular race or one particular type of people in a church people tend to forget that you know we were saved by the grace of god and that you know we didn't have to do anything the lord you know for the for those who are elect were chosen and i find that still disturbing even right now so that's all i have to say on that point enrique do you have something to say so uh, as already talked about uh racism even being prevalent in churches i think uh, also josh also mentioned that faith is a way to sort of eliminate racism but if we go back to the bible we will see that in revelations it did mention that there will never be true peace to always be the people of god versus the people of satan until jesus christ comes again and until we're rescued by his second coming but does that mean that we should give up does that mean that we should just allow racism to continue so i think personally that faith is something that changes the life of the person who believes so let's allow it to be that let's allow faith to take control of our lives and even if we can't totally eliminate racism let us be a model let us be a model to our children let us be a model to the youth because let's be honest children learn more by imitating those who they look up to and i think that's that's what people are so 
concerned about. They're so concerned about racism, but they forget that they themselves are racist. Like, okay, so for example, like, if you're sitting in a jeep here in the Philippines, public jeep, and there are two spots left open, and there is a person who does not look that well off, and there's another person who looks, quote-unquote, well off, where would you sit? So, automatically, like, our mind goes to our like previous data and our, our, our previous experiences. And of course, we would like to sit next to the person who looks more well-off in fear that if we do sit next to the person who doesn't look well-off, something bad, quote-unquote bad, might happen. So let's just remember that racism will never be totally gone. It's I think it's it's more of a social thing. Like it, it's Sometimes we're, quote-unquote, racist not just because of someone's race, but because of how they look and it's been programmed into us and i guess for us to break that cycle we have to be responsible role models it's like literal role models to those who we influence but i like to read galatians 3:28. there is neither jew nor gentile neither slave nor free nor is there male and female for you are all one in christ jesus so we all know that we really do need Jesus Christ in our lives, no? Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, amen. Probably not this kind of Jesus. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> this one, another good looking guy. <laughs> the classic. Classic. Or how about like Jesus? <laughs> I just saw that, you know, Korean. Jesus <laughs> 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 <laughs>